Welcome back to another episode of The Messy Bookshelf. I am your host, Sarah. And I'm David. And we are missing Jay today. And part of the reason is because one of the episodes we previously recorded, I accidentally deleted. So we're Emergency podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to do just a really quick little episode um, about some of our favorite fall foods and just kind of like a little recommendation for you. We're going to give you some book recs, uh, movie recs, and podcast recs. So something to read, watch, and listen to. Um, So David, what are, I think you should go first because I could talk about fall food all the time. What are your favorite fall foods? When it starts to get cold, what is something that you just want to, something to make you warm? Um, it's, this is a tricky one for me because I will literally eat anything like all year round. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the main thing is that being out here in the desert, Mm -hmm. I try to avoid using the oven as much as possible during the summer. Yeah. So my favorite, if I had to pick a favorite fall food, and this is really a blanket term, of casserole. Oh, yeah. Casserole, themed, tater tot casserole, tuna casserole, chicken casserole. What's the casserole? casserole, Any casserole, practically, I will destroy it. I will eat the whole (laughs) 9 by 13 by myself. In two days. What's the casserole that that you've made for me that I just, oh my gosh, it's so good. I could demolish that. Oh, see, that's where, that's the beauty of casserole. You <laughs> just take your base, your protein, and your fixings, and you combine it, and you bake it for like an hour and a half, and then it's bubbly, gooey, delicious. Explain the one that you have made for, for the you. The one that me. I've made you is pasta for the base. Mm-hmm. I think you're referring to the one where I've used andouille sausage mm-hmm. for the protein, maybe some chicken if I'm getting really fancy, and then vegetables mm-hmm. with either cream of mushroom or cream of chicken soup as the, I don't know, moistening agent. I don't know what you would consider. And then cheese and uh, chef's kiss. Oh my gosh, it's Destroy so good. Thing. Like, my stomach is definitely done after, like, one bowl, but I I usually always go back for more. It doesn't matter if my stomach is hurting. I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. It, it is really good. Is that is is that a dish you have just come up with, or is that, like, a family recipe? Well, that's the, again, casseroles. It's really anything you want to put that's, like, a soup base or whatever to give it the moisture pasta or rice, protein, and veggies, bake it for an hour and a half or whatever it is, and it's whatever you want it to be. Now, this particular one's kind of an adaptation of something my stepdad came up with, because years ago- Oh, so this is not from your mom's family? No. Oh, I just assumed because your mom's family's from Minnesota. No, that's where, like, tater tot casserole and some of, like, the more traditional casseroles. Oh, okay. But this was when, like, I started buying andouille sausage years ago because I would make, like, a quick jambalaya, an easy jambalaya or something for dinner when it was my night to, my turn to make dinner. Mm -hmm. Because we had a rule in the house at least once a month, if not once a week, you know, like, I would be responsible to make dinner to kind of give my stepdad a break from making doing mm-hmm. all the cooking. So I started getting jump or andouille sausage, and it was just like he really liked it. I really liked it. My mom's okay with it. Mm-hmm. 
So then it was just like, hey, you know what? Let's do so like it turned in from doing a jambalaya to, oh, maybe I do pasta with cheese in this. Okay. And then my stepdad was the one who took it a bit further and was like, oh, well, let's bake it and make it a casserole. And it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Oh, it's so good. Gives so it that I little didn't, crunch and I, then that, that gooey, uh, like, yeah. you know, baked cheese. Ugh. I didn't really grow up with um, a ton of casseroles, but one casserole dish. My mom really only makes it around the holiday time. Um, and I don't know whose recipe it is. It's definitely from my mom's side of the family. Uh, but my mom makes this killer. Uh, what would you call that? It's like a I cheese say, broccoli casserole. Broccoli, broccoli rice casserole. Bro- yeah, that's right. There's rice in it. And it's it's funny because my mom has made it, you know, my entire life. But when, it come, when my mom has made it again for the holidays, um, my brother and I are typically the only ones that eat it. I don't know if my other family members just don't like it or what's up, but it's, 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 it's good because that means it's more leftovers for me and my brother, but that's really the only casserole dish. Well, my mom used to make, um, I'm trying to think there was like Frito chips in it cheese maybe some like beans it was more yeah it would be like a on free on the pie part yeah i guess that's (laughs) what it would be that's what it would be and oh my gosh my mom didn't make it that often just because it's not good for you at all but oh man i loved that dish those are probably the only like casserole type things that i've had so those are the only that's what i would consider my favorite fall Fall food, food just because i during the summer when it's 120, you don't want to use the oven. Yeah, definitely. I will say that I will make it in the summer. (laughs) Fortunately, our oven is a newer oven, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really leak the heat like Mm -hmm. some older ovens do, like at my my mom's house. If you use the oven, it'll warm up the kitchen. Right. It warms it up a bit. A little bit, but I mean, it's not like you can tell. or you could maybe do or use it like a toaster oven and make like a smaller pan, but mm-hmm. where we can, that wouldn't work for us because we need at least a nine by thirteen, <laughs> so we can have we demolish the like um, that casserole you make, you know, and and that's that's really what I, but with the desert, you know, I don't think we there's really fall foods or like cold weather foods, no, because although it gets chilly. Because it, it could get down into the 40s or 50s. It's not like negative 20 outside. So like you have to have soup for lunch or else your insides are frozen. I ate soup so much at college. I So I went to school in Indiana. So you went in the fall and the winter. Like they had some pretty killer soups. I think I ate soup like every meal except for breakfast. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite fall food? Mine? You can pick one. Oh, if I can pick one. It would be, it would be soup. Hands down. Um, I I love soup. I love a good chicken noodle soup. Um, I love like minestrone. I I can't pick a soup. Italian wedding. Italian wedding, clam chowder. Uh, Yeah, I really can't pick. I like both, but I. You're supposed to say, I always forget this part. Yeah, I actually do really Shout like. Shout out Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah, I actually really like uh, both, but I definitely prefer the um, the white. 
I don't even know if I should bring this up because people are going to be like, ew, you're disgusting. But David and I both grew up in smaller towns and Sizzler was kind of like the place to go. So like as a child, like I really like the Sizzler clam chowder. Sizzler clam chowder. That was like half the reason you go. <laughs> then you get your, what you do, like, oh, this might disgust some people. Get your dino nuggets and like dip it in the clam ew, chowder. Ew, absolutely not. Oh, delicious. No. What's wrong with that? No, that sounds dino nugget. That sounds gross. (laughs) I do have to say, again, I I really can't pick a soup, but I'm trying to think. Maybe when I was was really good. When I was in high school, my mom, uh, my mom is like a magazine hoarder big time. And she had like a Paula Dean magazine and she came across this soup. What would you call that soup? tortellini soup is that what it's called (laughs) um it's this paula dean tortellini soup and my mom literally makes it every single year maybe a couple times a year it's just so good it's amazing what do you think of it yeah but i mean it's soup soup is like casserole you take ingredients you like you put it together and it tastes amazing oh it's like basically like like, it's broth vegetables mm -hmm. and tortellini as long as you pick tortellini you like pick vegetables you like you can't screw it up. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's really good. So I, I highly recommend people who have not tried the soup to just like, just Google Paula Dean tortellini soup. And there you go. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> Any other fall foods? Well, because it is quote unquote baking season. Mm-hmm. You know, the pies brownies that's way that's way more your thing i'm just not a sweet person pumpkin rolls my um my cousin's pumpkin rolls are kind of out of this world don't you don't you agree like a swiss cake roll kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it's pumpkin flavored Mm, it's it's so good pumpkin person but just I like boysenberry pie. Yeah, boysenberry pie. Oh, like Marie Callender's boysenberry pie. Boys pie. See, and then what's funny is like winter pies compared to like summer pie. What would be a classic winter pie? All the ones we just mentioned. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm pie, not a huge. Pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, sweet potato pie. Because they're all baked. Then there's the non-baked pies. Or partially baked pies like summer pies would be like um like the cream pies or oh, okay. strawberry pie like ugh, killer strawberry pie i don't think i've summer. ever had strawberry pie you ever had a strawberry pie no didn't your family go to coco's as a kid come on yeah i don't remember again i'm not a big dessert person and pie is definitely at like the low end of like when i am craving something for dessert it's 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 low well, you need to rectify that. <laughs> I do. I have to say, again, around the holiday time, um, when we did have a Marie Calendars here, my mom would always get the boysenberry pie from Marie Calendar, and I could, I could tear that up. My grandma actually made a really good pumpkin pie. I'm not like, I'm not a crazy pumpkin person. There are a handful of pumpkin things that I do like, but my grandma's pumpkin pie was out of this world. It was so good. And I'm sorry you never got to try that. It's okay. I'm not a big pumpkin. Yeah, I know. I don't like pumpkin pie. (laughs) (laughs) 
So now we are going to, we're going to go into talking about some recommendations we have for you over the long holiday weekend. Um, we're kind of at the end of the weekend, so whatever. <laughs> no, it's day two of a four day weekend. Day two, okay. A lot of people. Okay. So you have a couple days to, to maybe read some books and watch some stuff. So David, what would you recommend for, for maybe a short read? This is not a short read. Oh, okay. This is what I'm going to recommend. Okay. I think I, I'm pretty sure I own this. It's about 300 pages, but um, an indigenous people's history of the United States. Is that a teen book? Let me see the cover. I don't think it's a teen book. I ordered that for the kids area or maybe like the kids um, edition. Maybe. So just with this time of year, with all the pomp and circumstance of different quote unquote holidays. Like well, November, Day, November, November is, is Native, Native American, American history. Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Native American Indian Heritage Month. Month. Since they're transitioning that term, um, you know, recognize that there's a lot of history in this country that isn't recognized, mm-hmm. isn't taught. Um, it's part of the revisioning American history. It's not rewriting. It's just bringing up stuff that hasn't been talked about. Mm-hmm. No one's trying to get replaced. Mm-hmm. Or it's just telling different stories that are overlooked and not taught. Um, part of the series also has the African-American and Latinx history of the United States, mm-hmm. which covers a lot of stuff nobody talks about. Or not nobody, but it's not taught in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I can almost guarantee you Half of California doesn't know that California used to be, was an independent country mm-hmm. prior to being part of the United States. It was the, it was, California was a country because um, they separated from Mexico, became independent, much like Texas, but Texas gets all hyped up because they joined the Civil War in the South and all that and, you know, the Alamo. Mm-hmm. But people don't think about, you know, California being a separate country or that's where the bear flag comes from. It comes from the California Republic. How many people know that? Probably not that many. I don't think I knew that. See? Um, I learned. Okay. I learned something today. So, you know, just discuss the what else happened in history other than the ones that it's always talked about because history is a lot messier than they like to present it in school. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's my book recommendation. If I was going to recommend something to watch. All I can really think of is horror movies. But that's because <laughs> I watch that's all you watch. It's, you know, there's no such thing as spooky season because it's always spooky season for me. Um On these holiday weekends, <laughs> partially just because of how TV networks were, like in the 90s and early 2000s, we typically did do like, we'd watch like the Godfather mm. movie marathons mm-hmm. or the Star Wars movie marathons. I've seen, noticed that a more uh, recent one would be like the Harry Potter movie marathons where a state, a channel, TV channel just puts up you know, like every Harry Potter movie back to back to back or whatever, because 
it's a holiday weekend or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what, (laughs) um, I don't know if you want to say my family, but my sister and I, that's definitely, um, a movie series that we've kind of done in more recent years. So that would be my read, my watch. Um, if I was going to recommend a listen, Messy Bookshelf Podcast. What podcast? Messy Bookshelf Podcast. Oh, our podcast? Yeah, good job. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, self-promotion, but then I'll go with music instead of a, a podcast oh, okay. recommendation. Um, where is it? The newest single from AFI, Caught, I've been kind of low-key obsessed with. I think I might have mentioned that in my Lost Music Recommendation episode. Um, It's a little more more emo gothic vibe than what they became really popular with, with the kind of Mm -hmm. post-hardcore stuff of the early 2000s. But I've been playing that song quite a bit. (laughs) Because of our trip to New York, randomly listening to it on YouTube, she got arrested by the interrupters has been on repeat. Yeah, I have noticed that. <laughs> but it's a great song. I really like it. It's a great song. <laughs> um, it's kind of a bummer that COVID canceled their their free concert out here. Unless oh, it did happen. Oh, yeah. Might have been in February. We just missed it. But um, that would have been cool. So I'll, those are my two recommendations to listen. Caught by AFI. And she got arrested by the interrupters. Cool. Um, so for my book recommendation, I actually um, read this book two years ago now. I've kind of made of it made it a thing uh, to read romance in the fall, like November, December. I'm actually not a big romance reader. Um, I definitely steer towards like historical fiction, historical adventure fiction, um, and like thrillers or magical realism. So I've kind of just made it a thing to read something a little more lighthearted when it comes to this time of year. And um, because I'm watching The Bachelorette right now, uh, I, I think a lot about this book. And it's called One to Watch by uh, Kate Stamen London and it's very much like bachelorette vibes but it uh, features a plus size fashion blogger uh, so I like that it's more inclusive but it's uh, you know it's all the drama of like the the bachelor and bachelor <clears throat> bachelor and bachelorette shows so it's it's really fun um, I would love to see it uh, be to become a movie or you know a limited series i think it'd be really fun to see that um in that format uh so again the book recommendation is one to watch by kate stamen london um i am currently reading just started so i haven't gotten that far into it is not the girl you marry by andy j christopher this book came out like mm, a couple years ago and it's very much um how to lose a guy in 10 days kind of vibe. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. And I will say, I love the covers of, um, rom-coms have definitely rom-com books, I should say, um, have kind of exploded in the last 
five, maybe 10 years. And so the covers have just gotten like really fun and very colorful. Uh, so highly recommend that as well. Uh, even though I'm, you know, like 50 pages into the book, uh, movie recommendations, David kind of already talked about it. Uh, Harry Potter is something I like to watch in the fall, even though I haven't watched a Harry Potter movie in a few years. And it's definitely, it's definitely due. I might actually watch um, some Harry Potter this weekend. Uh, but growing up, um, a movie that I watched with my family this time of year, I don't know, it must have been on like TNT or, you know, one of those channels. Uh, Problem Child would be on um, <laughs> this time of year uh, when I was growing up. So after Thanksgiving and, you know, we're getting ready to pass out, we would be watching Problem Child at my grandma's house. And those movies are just uh, hysterical. I love them. You, David, you were kind of laughing when I said Problem Child. Oh, well, it's, I, I watched that movie growing up a lot, too. Uh -huh. But I don't think of it as having a particularly particular time of year. Definitely but not. I it, also, I watched Problem Child 2 more than I watched Problem Child. I always get them mixed up. Which is the one two with... Two is the one where he has... There's the little girl that's kind of his nemesis. And okay. Gilbert Godfrey's the principal, and like <coughs> he's trying to set his dad up with the little girl's mom. The little I can't girl's think mom of the instead of the the woman the who gets lady. the plastic surgery right. with her nose. Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely watch that one the most. Too, with the big rock with the, the yes. heart shape in it. That's problem child two. Problem child one um, is when they're adopting. When they actually adopt Junior, the kid. The kid, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not like a holiday movie, but again, it must have been on like TNT or, you know, one of those kind of was channels. That the one VHS your grandma had that was a kid's movie it, that you kept at her house or whatever. It could what have been. Did, did your mom pull, you know, go from the same page of the mom playbook with me where it was like, this is, you can have this movie, but you can't keep it here. You got to keep it at grandma's. Uh, it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. Because like my grandma would pass out really early at Thanksgiving. Um, so we could have just been as kids in there. I don't know. Yeah. She could have had it on VHS or it could have just been playing on, you know, one of the channels, but that was kind of like a Thanksgiving tradition is watching problem child at my grandma's. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I'm going to recommend a podcast that is, I mean, yes, please, uh, listen to the, um, our, our podcast, but one that I am listening to right now and I'm actually re-listening to it is the uh, Bear Brook Murder. Um, this is a podcast my brother recommended me, I don't, handful of years ago. Um, and it's, this is one of the craziest stories I've, I've ever listened to. Not necessarily because the, the murders were so horrendous, which they are, but it's crazy how you go from not knowing who these victims were and then it just going all over the country um, and how these these stories all over the country like tie in together. So you go from really not knowing much about these victims and the, you know, eventually the serial killer and then finding who it was and just all of the different methods that you know, scientists and just like the people involved in these cases, what they're able to find by, you know, hair follicles or the dirt that, um, you know, is found under fingernails. Like when you 
<clears throat> look at that like on a microscopic level and just like what they were able to find um through yeah all these different ways to kind of get to the conclusion that um, you get with a podcast I don't want to give too much away people have probably heard this but I'm re-listening to it right now and it's just like this story blows my mind I've listened to so many um podcasts on this subject or watch, you know, documentaries or whatever. But this one just gets me every single time because it's just like, how in the world, like these people are so dedicated. And like I said, there's just so many different people. There's genealogists, there's uh, geologists involved. And it's, yeah, it blows my mind. It's, it's really good. <laughs> Why are you laughing uh, at me, David? Yeah. <laughs> He probably, yeah, my dad really doesn't like it because it's, this is like a, a sibling thing in my family. Again, my brother recommended this. My sister and I talk about this subject kind of a lot and it, I think it just like disturbs my dad and he doesn't like it that we <laughs> listen and talk about this, uh, often, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, well, thank you so much for you know, doing this, David, and Jade will definitely be in the next episode. Sorry, Jade. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at the Messy Bookshelf Podcast.